Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. And we are live. I am here with one of my favorite, favorite people in the world today. Uh, and it's not Marcella. Um, sorry, Marcella. No, she is not feeling good. She hasn't been feeling good because of the weather. And uh, we're going to go solo again this time. But you know what? We move, we bob, we weave, we do everything we can to get you the information that you need to become one of the greatest authors of all time. Now, speaking on that, today we are going to do a little bit of an education on some of the things that authors kind of need to think about prior to putting their, their book out there. And we all know that you need to find the best publisher. We need to find the best thoughts, you know, the writing coaches, the book coaches, all these little things. But you also need a PR rep. You need to know somebody that is going to guide you and help you to get your name out there and your book out there the most. So I brought on one of my favorite people in the world to help us with that. And that would be Ms. Jessica Dolby. My battle, my one, Hodges. How are you? I am doing fine. How are you? <sighs> She's my battle. She she's she's helped me in so many ways, and I cannot. This woman is one of the greatest. Thank you. I I can't help it. It's just one of my things. I, I she's my battle, ladies and gentlemen. She is my battle through and through. I know her a lot, and but you guys don't know her a lot. And you know what? I'm just going to let her introduce herself. So, Jesse. Could you tell our folks out in the wide world of publishing who you are and what you do? And, you know, give us a little something that 
they can't find you, about you on the internet or just anywhere in general that you're willing to allow us to hear from. Absolutely. Uh, so first off, thank you to my battle, Maccabee, for having me on the show, Beyond the Pen. Uh, my name is Jessica Dalby. So I am in public relations. Uh, I am also uh, owner of the media, uh, excuse me, I am part owner of the Media Casters LLC, uh, doing business as Jessica Dalby Brand Media. I have done quite a bit public relations wise. Um, I have crafted my own magazine that I launched. I um, have done events. But the biggest thing that I like to lean into here is a successful book launch needs a successful public relations strategy because you want to keep your story alive. So that's what public relations is about. Public relations is about making sure that your story is cultivated and crafted the way you cultivate and craft your book. So what I like to kind of premise on that I think sometimes from what I have seen, authors want to get their book out. But once that book is out, what happens? There's the question mark. Mm -hmm. So being proactive with your book can leave your legacy to last longer, not only just um, if you're doing it just to make an impact, that is wonderful. If you're doing it for impact and generational wealth, that's tremendous. That's where I always say having a successful book launch is having a successful PR strategy. So what, what are some, there's something out there that you're willing to give up to the, the peeps about yourself? Um, let's see. So there's really not much that people don't know about me or can Google about me. Um, so what I will say is for two years, um, I was heavy in the entertainment industry and, um, I learned a lot, learned a lot, and now I'm kind of more into the corporate and authors. So it's very fortunate. I think it's a, I don't believe in coincidence. So it's, I believe it's fortunate and beautiful that I'm on Beyond the Pen because I am actually uh, doing public relations for, for a book launch in fall 2023. So nothing happens by coincidence. Wow. That's something different. I didn't even know that. And now I'm going to be intrigued even more on that a little bit later. But you already said some things about PR that I think a lot of people really don't understand is that they need a book strategy. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? So a book strategy is it's far more than just a press release. Um, it. And I don't, I want, um, <clears throat> excuse me, for those who don't know what a press release is either, a press release is something that you craft up and you send it out to multiple distribution networks and uh, you make sure that you target the markets that you want. So with a successful book strategy, but PR book strategy for your launch, you want to be able to set yourself up to start either being on podcasts, being um, press releases, talking inside your local community, 
You want to have a landing page. So just for your book, especially if you have other things going on um, and you want to make sure that what you don't put in your book, you keep that kind of to the side for your talking points as you move on and you're on different shows and you are working and because basically you are your own billboard. You're a walking billboard. You're your book. So in order to cultivate that message, you don't want to give everybody what's in the book. You want to give them what's not to entice them to bring them in. And so that's a successful public relations strategy because it goes farther than the press release. It goes to different news publications. Um, it's about collaboration, networking. It takes so much more than people think uh, that I personally, my professional advice is I've always said it take at least put a good three months into a successful book launch public relations strategy. So basically what you mean is that you need to go beyond the pen to get it out there. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is great. I love how you premise that because you use the pen. The author uses that pen to write the book. The public relations, the pub, you're, so your publicist is the one now utilizing mm -hmm. the pen to get that. So I like that. That was, I really do like that, Mac. Wow. By the way, I have Thank to give you. that to you. So beyond the pen goes beyond the publicist, beyond the author, and to right beyond. here where we are, cultivating authors' messages mm -hmm. via Beyond the story itself. And that's, that's why I go so deep into understanding what the messages are. What are the ideas behind everything? Because I believe that as a storyteller, as an editor, as someone who actually sometimes just rewrites people's stories for them, um, that you really do need to understand your message prior to telling people about your message. That's why one of the questions that I always ask authors is, tell me your about your book in six to seven words or less because everybody's got a passion for whatever they're writing about and they will go on and on and on and on and things like that. But I actually learned that question from a PR rep because like you said, you have to have a strategy. You don't want to give everything out at the same time. So speaking of which, what are some of the, uh, some of the companies out there that they can they can look at to really help them to get their strategy, their book strategy out there. Uh, well, I definitely have to to plug in um, the Media Casters Publishing House. Uh, I you know with my partner Julie Loken that um, she's doing great things in the publishing world as well as in the public relations world and in the podcasting world. So you're pretty much getting the omnipresence view, as I like to say um, for my brand as well, Jessica Dalby Brand Media. That's what we like to do is give you that omnipresence view. Um, so I also, I'm a big, <laughs> I am a big person with making sure that it aligns. Mm -hmm. Align yourself. If your story, if example, if your book is on politics, 
try and align yourself in that same kind of market. Don't try and get on shows or outlets about comedy unless it aligns because then now you lose your reader. Yeah. You lose yeah. your reader. Um, you may even possibly lose your market. Uh, but there are so many ways to publish books these days, uh, magazines. But I just feel that once you stick to how it is you want your story crafted, always remember as you're writing, start thinking before it gets too close to the end on what's your strategy and keep some of those writings out of the book because those are your talking points. Those are what you're going to use when you are on podcasts or when your publicist is pitching you to a publication or if you want to get on stages. So for me, it's, it's absolutely, I love it how you said it because it's very true. It goes way beyond the pen. And I, I think that's one of the other reasons why, uh, honestly, God popped that in my head because it, it's so odd when you when you're looking at these missions, when you're looking at the milestones within our lives, that we have to have the right people, we have to have the right titles, we have to write, have right stories in general, and I've noticed that there are a lot of people out there that say they can do something but then they really can't, or they, they're somebody that's really good at what they're doing, but they just don't have the, the courage to do it or the strategy or the people around them to get them where they need to be. And that's one of the things that I really love about uh, Jess is because she's all those people in one. She is one of the best PR reps out there that I know of by far. That's why you have her on. That's why I have her on the show because I know she knows all this information. She knows people. She knows what to look for. And to me, that's why I always go to Jess. I'm like, Jess, I need some PR. I have some questions. Um, but again, there are some people that say they know stuff, but they don't. What are some of those red flags that people need to really look at when it comes to finding the right rep for them? So I would first start with um, always maintaining transparency and honesty. So when you seek out a publicist, uh, you seek out for public relations, you want to ask if they are you are you an LLC or are you a um, independent contractor? I and I say this because I do believe that beginning with honesty and transparency, is going to, that right there begins your path to success. So independent contractors, they're no different. I mean, of course, in the LLC side, business, independent, but they, it's about the expertise and the knowledge that they obtain. So that's the biggest thing. Um, also make sure that morally, ethically, you are aligned with this person, because if you're not, you need someone who's aligned with you to be able to craft that same message you're crafting in the book. So that's another thing. Um, red flags is if you start figuring it out that you know more than them, that's a red flag. 
That is a red flag. Um, I believe that's a major red flag on that one. Major red flag. Major Um, red flag. So I, I, I believe in these things and I hold true to them because, you know, I, I always like to use myself as an example versus anyone else because I myself have gone through things and I didn't see red flags at first. And then when the red flags appeared, I decided to take things a little bit further and decided to learn anyone else's job so I can go ahead and put that in my portfolio. And that's kind of where I have gotten to where I am today, but also by building relationships and just, you know, staying very true to to my work, because at the end of the day, that is all you have. And that's kind of the same way authors should be perceived because that book at the end of the day, that book lives on forever. And so the author needs, the author may need or may, may not need, but I'm sure would want for that book to live forever. So when we're looking at all this stuff and, and you're right with all these, there's so many people out there that say they can do things, but they can't, or, there are people, like you said, that are individual contractors, but they they don't have that big name, so people aren't going to find them or they're not going to look at them. So um, one of the things I was looking at prior to our conversation is, you know, there's a lot of questions out there that people don't know about to ask in, re- in regards to these red flags and stuff like that. And the strategies, is it? Pretty much similar between if you're a nonfiction writer and a fiction writer, or is there like two separate thought process in regards to uh, PR itself? Strategy always remains the same. However, roadmap will look different. Okay. So can you give us a little insight would be like an example of something that would be a good roadmap to start with? you know, for like the first three steps for a fiction comparative to a nonfiction. Okay. So I would say for the first three steps for a fiction would be definitely doing a good um, review and analytical approach of the author and their brand, looking at where they fall in genres whether it's romance, comedy, um, murder mystery. And then looking at the market, where do they sit in the market? So where is that particular genre in the market and how are they ranking in the market? Not by podcast rankings, not we're talking about by book. That would be what I would do for the fiction side. Nonfiction side. The first thing I would do is I would take a deep research into what is being what is being written. So what are they talking about? And the authors. I would see how it represents to what's going on today and maybe what has gone on in the past. Uh, then I would second. I would definitely start looking at organizations, both for-profit and non-profit, that align with the message. 
or the subject or topic. And I believe the third would be ensuring that you are ready from the publicist side, public relations, that you are ready for any good press or bad press. And when I say bad press, I have to be clear what that is, crisis communications. So crisis communications is part of public relations. So when you hear bad press, people kind of get, ah, you know, they start to, ah, no. Bad press is just simply crisis communication. Something happened, and so you have to take care of it. Yeah, there's a bomb that went off because someone you know dropped the f bomb, and they're not known for doing that, specifically on a podcast or show or something like that. And you know, you have to go defuse that bomb before it goes off and destroys everything that that person has actually worked on. So. Now we come into the point of where I have fun with you on this one because, because you're my battle and I know you and I love you. Uh, I want people to feel the same way and understand what they're really expecting when they're coming to you as a PR rep. So say that I have, we'll go, um, we'll go fiction on this. Okay, so I have a book. You've already seen my script, my manuscript. Say that you weren't feeling that warm and fuzzy, but you still know that, you know, this thing really feels something. Uh, there is something with this. So say I'm coming back into your office for the first time and say, Jess, I'm, thank you again for, you know, taking the time to look at my manuscript. What do you think? Do you think I can actually... What are, what are some things I need to work with on this strategy? Um, so <laughs> I am very straightforward person. So I, uh, <laughs> I've been given a very long time ago and it stuck with me where people who know me for a very long time have said, Jess is not your yes woman, nor is she here to stroke your ego. That's but true. Here to, <laughs> but she is here to do good business with you. I will never. I will never, I believe, um, personally, I believe not all money is good money. That's, that's true too. Yeah. Um, so I will sit and I first like to have a conversation. I'll have a conversation with the author. I will sit there. I will give them my two cents and how I feel because I will be seeing it not just from the public relations standpoint, but I would be seeing it as a consumer. Okay. Why as a consumer would I purchase this fiction book. That is how I would look at it. And I would look at it on the nonfiction side also. That's the one thing that I do pretty much across the board for everything is I try to put myself in the consumer standpoint, even if it's me saying, you know, a analyzing maybe holes or maybe things that don't look right, because at the end of the day, that's who you're targeting. You're targeting the consumer. I would then also speak with them and explain to them that just as they invested in their their book to keep it alive, it's also an investment in your public relations strategy. And having clear and concise communication is so overlooked. And it's sad to say it that way, but it is so overlooked. And that's how you have a break 
That's how sometimes I have seen personally and professionally is where you have a break. You have a break in a successful book launch and in a successful, um, for artists, a successful album, you know, so many different things because the communication, there's a break in communication. So having a strong relationship with transparency and communication is very big. And me speaking for myself, at least, I look at it from a consumer standpoint. Whether I would buy it or not, I analyze both sides because both sides are that important for that book to remain successful. So what do you tell what do you say to those people that, you know, they have these big ideas of being the next um, Stephen King out there and they they feel so passionate about their book but they're not listening to a lot of people about this. What, what is there? Is there certain things that um, you would talk to them about? Because everybody wants to say, yes, my fiction book is ready for the, for TV. It's ready for the limelight. It's all this, but where should they really begin with this in re- in regards to PR? They should begin with themselves and they should begin if they have a brand already, or if they are an LLC, they should begin there. So before you go any further. Why? Why do they need an LLC if they're just an author? Because we have to think long-term. Ah, so okay. From my experience, from what I've seen, writing a book, you think right now, but think long-term. Yeah. Be proactive in your messaging, but also be proactive in your book launch. Because once you take a good look at yourself at where you are today, why it is that you want to write this book, is your branding correct? Are you going to need a coach? Are you going to need help writing this? Are you going to write it all yourself? Are you expecting someone to rewrite it for you? These are all questions that I feel that an author should ask themselves before saying, I'm ready to write a book. And then they spend this money and they get to a point where they're like, well, why is my book not done? All those questions weren't really asked or thought of. I'm a researcher by nature. So I just believe that that's that's an integral integral part before you start writing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even even in fiction, it doesn't matter fiction, nonfiction. You need to do research because the, I will say for you know being a uh, fiction lover, um, there's a lot of systems out there, especially in the fantasy lore. And a lot of times people are just reproducing the same thing over and over again. But I've had a guest on here before that completely changed the game in terms of his system. And I read his book and I was like, this is awesome. This is one of the best things I've ever seen because it's something different. So even if you're, you know, a fiction writer and you're making an entirely different new genre up, you know, there, there's nothing out there that says, hey, A, B, C, D, and E. This is going to be the formula. Exactly. You always want to separate yourself from the pack. 
So you never, yeah, the genre may be, you know, fantasy or romance, but how you differentiate yourself is what's going to make you stand out. Adding on to that and, and continuing with that, that thought process, you know, we know PR is important to book sales. That's just the bottom line. We need somebody to help us get our name out there and to really represent us in a way that's going to get us where we need to go. What are some of the places that they should start out with first when they're starting this their brand? So now let me just make sure I understood you when they're before they started writing or while they're writing. After after they've already written the book, it's already been published, but they feel like it's they don't want to be these ninety nine cent uh, Amazon book bestsellers. They don't want to have that title though. They want to have that big, you know. We'll go with that same same thought process of this is going to be on Netflix. This is going to be on the big screen someday. But I still need to know. All right, I've got an LLC now because I'm thinking long term. Should I start going after the big big dogs first or should I start with the little dogs first? You should start crafting relationships first. That is your first. So you've got your LLC, you've got your book. Now you need to craft those relationships because the one thing I can definitely attest to is you don't want to come off with salesy because that takes away from your book whatever it is, fiction or nonfiction. So crafting those relationships is integral. Getting a publicist, you don't have to feel like you have to get this publicist that is so well known or X, Y, Z. No, it's what you feel comfortable with. It's also what can you fiscally afford but at the same time, whatever you can afford, making sure that it aligns with that that publicist to get your message out there. That's why I say not all money is good money, because you don't have mm-hmm. to spend five thousand dollars. Because sometimes I have seen that you spend five thousand dollars and you get a hundred dollars worth of work where you spend a thousand dollars and you get. $4,000 worth of work. So I've been privy to both sides. So let, let me ask you on that. It, it, in regards to the relationships that we're creating and developing, uh, obviously with, you know, small, small bookstores, big bookstores, medium size, but we also want to allow people to really know what it's about and what people are already talking about. We always say, you know, in business testimonials are like the key to having success because the more reviews, more rankings, the more people say that this person knows what they're talking about is, is one of the most important things to get more people to come to you. Should people really, um, allow their PR rep to, connect with people's to read people's people's uh someone (laughs) to really uh read their book and give their two cents or should they just go out there have their family and friends just read it and then pop their stuff on there what what's like one of the better ways to get authentic 
reviews instead of something that can be thought up from the chat box. Authentic reviews is definitely going to be past your family, friends, close people in your circle, um, maybe your community. It's going to go past that. You want those reviews to come from consumers because that is how you are going to be able to, that's where further research comes in, uh, in public relations and your publicist is that they're going to look at those reviews. And you're also as the author going to be able to see these true testimonials, these true reviews, and it may provoke something within you to probably start writing down, Oh, maybe I should have elaborated as to why, or this is how that made sense. And then you can connect with your audience. You can connect with your reader. That's, that's what you want. You want to be able to connect with your reader. And sometimes, and I speak for self, if I read a book, if I don't know the other, you know, the author or whatever, I'm going to connect with how I take it in as a person. Mm -hmm. So my perception may be my way based on my life thoughts and views, but may have been written a completely opposite way based on the author. So when you get those true testimonials, that is definitely going to be the key for you to continuing to craft your message, to continue to get out there on publications, to even possibly speak on stages. Like that is that that's that's a big thing. When we're talking about these relationships, we've already got, you know, these authentic reviews now. You know, is there a certain number of reviews that PRs have consistently thought would be a great idea on you know, uh, like 10 reviews is good. 15 reviews are, are good st starting points. Or is it just like, let's just put it out there. Oh, no. I ever, So I will say every PR is different. Every um, PR strategy is different. So I can only speak for myself. Uh, for me, I don't really sit and tell myself 10 reviews. No, for me, it's I want it to be continuing. So once you put yourself at a, like a number, you put a value on it, you're actually capping the potential for it to continue. So you don't want to cap yourself out. You want to consistently grow. So you don't even want to have 10 reviews first before you even put it up for sale or anything of that nature. You just want to just let it organically grow. Correct. Because the organic growth is going to be the true testimonials. That's what you're, that, that's going to be where you're going to get the truth. And sometimes the truth may hurt, but sometimes it may not. Like I said, it depends always on the author. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing for any author who writes a book, fiction or nonfiction, is you want your consumer to be happy. You want them to enjoy it the way you felt enjoying to get your story out, you want them to feel that too. So if you feel that you may have gotten a negative testimonial, don't see it that way. See it in a positive light and know that maybe there are hundreds of other consumers that may have felt that way and try to figure out, okay, let's craft a strategy or let's craft a message. And also I would even 
input if the testimonial came and it had the name, because sometimes it does have a name in any of your, whether it's a, a publication, a press release, a podcast, mention that because you are creating a bond with your reader at that moment. So having that bond is not only from the story that you're creating with the reader, the bond continues on through even you talking to your, to other people about being interviewed with them and understanding that this is a continuous flow. You connecting with your readers, connecting with people around you with these relationships and allowing them to help give you the boost that you need to get to that next level. So being a PR rep, where do you think they should, once we've had those relationships we've gotten and everything, where do you think they should go after that? Should they start with podcasts, do they have radios, uh, speaking events? What, like, what would be the easier version to start with first and then gradually get more complex in terms of finances? So it really depends. I, I say that because it always depends. Every every um, client is different. Every project is different. Um, once again, genres, topics, subjects, all different. So it really depends. I would definitely, um, it also, it, it weighs heavily as far as if the author is already a well-represented brand. So that strategy might be a little different from maybe someone who is kind of an entrepreneur, been in business two or three years, not as well known. So, so those are all really big issues that you have to kind of look at, analyze, and then strategically, you want to figure out which is the right way. So for, I would say, an independent author. Um, who maybe has been in business three years or maybe, you know, just not really known. Well, you want to be able to kind of start with maybe a press release, getting them on maybe some podcasts, uh, their content. You may even want to start prior to the book releasing, uh, building up your emailing list, getting people excited, like, what is this and why? That That's part of public relations, believe it or not through the writing process. So it, it all varies. Um, but that is something I definitely would say that it always, it always depends at the juncture you are in life at that moment and taking a look from within. So never, 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 and never compromising yourself or comparing yourself. Yeah, I, I've I've started to really realize that myself, even with this podcast, uh, of not trying to think of myself of like, oh, if I started this three years ago, you know, I'd be so much farther than I am now, or oh, I've I should be doing this because this person talks about the same thing I do, but they're doing so much better with me, you know. When you start doing that, that's when your your confidence starts to weigh over time, and you start to not even believe that you're even worthy of doing what you're doing. So I definitely agree on that one. Um, my final question in regards to PR 
is how impactful is social media to a book? Because we've noticed that a lot of new authors have started to uh, do things more of interacting with you know, followers and everything of that nature to get their book out there. They're doing a variety of different things by creating skits to just sitting there and reading the book, doing a live, you know, what are some of the more successful strategies that you have found social media wise? So what I have seen, uh, I've seen firsthand as well as research myself is the landscape is changing. The PR scape is changing. So what we know as public relations today is not how it was four years ago. So uh, social media is not going to sell your book, but social media is going to get them to your book. So I like to say it that way because I want people to see it in this way. Think of social media as a highway and you, your, your social media, you are the book. So your account is the highway to your book. So now you want to grab, you want to get those consumers on that highway to go purchase your book. So I see showing um, reels, videos going live. Um, even TikTok has become pretty synonymous. I will even go one step further. LinkedIn audio has become a big thing. Connecting with people on LinkedIn that are of the same suit is also a huge thing. But what I want people to truly grasp, and I, I say this with so much heart, social media does not sell your book. Social media is a platform like a highway to your book. And you, as the account holder, are the book. So that's how you want to perceive social media. So when you're putting any kind of content out there, remember that you're putting that content out there for the consumer to get in their car and be like, this is the next, now I'm curious. I'm willing to spend $9.95 and get this. I, I, I'm curious, I wanna know. So you build that virtual relationship with consumers immediately and you may not know but that's happening. Yeah. And I wanted to end with that because I've noticed, like I said, a lot of people have been really trying to use it to sell their book instead of, you know, sending people to the book. Um, and what better way to really solidify that than having somebody who's been in the business for a while and who has the experience to tell you, don't do that. Just, just show them your, what your book is all about and what you can do with it. That's going to sell them. That's what's going to get them to your book. So normally at this point, we ask a couple of questions to our authors, but since you're not a published author, but someone who actually helps people to be published, I can think of a way to modify the questions just a bit. So one of our major things that we always ask our people is, what is your writing kryptonite? But in this case, I want to ask you, what is your PR kryptonite? Okay, so my, my oh God, my weakness in PR? 
No, you didn't. Okay. I'm going to be, okay. I'm going to be completely honest. It's loyalty. Loyalty to a fault. Ooh. Now I'm really curious. Why? I am a very loyal person. For people who do know me, they know that I am loyal to a fault. If they, if they needed something and called me at the last minute and I was able to do it, wink, wink, I would be there. Or in the entertainment industry through two years, I was there supporting in Kansas City, the local artists. Like, I am loyal to a fault. Um, I've done a lot of things that I, I to support because, again, I am loyal to a fault. That is a big weakness because sometimes people use that and and it becomes from it becomes it becomes an issue because it it turns it really does make things ugly and i'm never going to change who i am i'm never going to stop being a loyal person but i will i'm i'm much more cautious now i'm much more cautious uh, my circle is much more smaller but yeah, loyalty. That's my biggest weakness. Man, thank you for that. That made me think myself. <laughs> I don't like to be called out on stuff, but no, you know, thank you. Uh, uh, but it is, it's worth it. It is, it's worth it though. Um, so the other question we always ask is, is there a quote, a artist or someone in your life that inspires you to continue doing what you do? Or just to be a better person in general? Um, my kids always. My kids. My kids are my driving force for everything. Um, I don't I don't live to to want to be a millionaire. Uh, I live to want to leave a legacy, to leave something that they're proud of, um, to know kind of what they used to tell me all the time. Mom, she's going to leave it all on the court. Um Quote wise, it's just a quote that I have, just two quotes I have that I use myself is tomorrow is never promised. And then don't be a victim of your past. Be an architect of your future. Ooh, I like that one. I'm going <laughs> to steal that one from you. I'm going to steal that last one from you. And, and finally, you know, what's next for Jessica Dalby hmm. PR? What is next? So that was a good question because I was asking myself that a lot last year. What is next? Uh, what is next right now is I am very honored and privileged to be partnered with Julie Loken and the Media Casters LLC working on a project, a book project uh, called Man, You Are Crazy, co-authored by Kevin Donaldson and Detective Chris Anderson. It is fusing that taboo subject of mental health for men and law enforcement. As a woman, military retired from the army and a bachelor of science in psychology, as well as suffer from mental health, that is my passion. I want people to know more about this because it takes inspired action before you're going to get any kind of change. So we can try all day long to make change, but it starts with you. It starts at the bottom, at the very, very bottom. 
And I truly believe that this book is going to be a catalyst to a, a, a much larger, a much larger cause and movement. Um, so yes, you can go to manyourcrazy.com. Uh, you can go to Kevin Donaldson as well as detective Chris Anderson. It is an amazing project and I'm absolutely humbled and proud to say that I am, um, doing public relations for that project. Man, I, and it's something that I'm happy about too, because I am actually one of the uh, editors slash uh, proofreaders of this book, and I have already started to look at it, and it's going to be amazing, and I am so happy I'm a part of this as well, um, because again, just like Jess, I uh, deal with my own mental demons as well. Um we all have them in a variety of different ways. And, and she's right. You know, talking about your mental health is kind of taboo, but you know, you know, me and taboo, I kind of go against all of it anyways, because, you know, even, you know, the, the idea of not talking about it is kind of stupid um, because we have so many people that are hurting and they don't say anything because people in general, decide to judge them. Oh, you're a guy. Why are you talking about this? Why are you so weak? Why are you just, you know, you know, suck it up buttercup um, and all those things. And it's stupid. It, it's 2023. It's not freaking 1899, you know, deal with it. Um, but, you know, this is the point of the uh, show that I also allow for the self-promotion and so where can people find you? What are some things, some places that they can look for you, interact with you? The floor is um, yours. So you can find me at presswithjess.com, which is obviously you can see people call me Jess, short for Jessica. Um, social media, Press With Jess. Twitter. I mean, you'll find me everywhere. Press With Jess. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Jessica Dalby. Um, you can also find myself and my partner at, uh, the media casters. Um, so yeah, you can, those are all the places you can find me. It's pretty, pretty clean cut. You can Google me, you can find me. Um, but I really appreciate this conversation and I really appreciate this, um, Mac, believe it or not. And I'm going to leave it at this premise. I'm going to shout you out because you know what? This is something that I want people to to hear. You have a different kind of language when you're in the military. You have a different kind of language in the mental health field. You have all these different languages and sometimes they're often stigmatic as well. But here's the thing. Mac called me because he knew that he could count on me. And that's one of those bonds you can't break. And we never serve together. We, we, we have, we have yet to meet in person, but the fact is, is that that bond exists already because we can understand one another and that is the most important. So I want to shout you out because amongst the thousands of things that you're doing that I know of already and being a father and being a husband and working you are still continuing on with your passion. You are a part of this phenomenal project. 
and I value you professionally, personally, and as a friend always. And you know, I love you so much as well. And thank you again for being on here. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. So everybody out there, go find Jessica Dalby. She is a great woman. She's a great battle. She's a great PR rep. She's great at pretty much everything. Um, so just don't take my word on it. Go out there, find her, do your research on her as well before you even go to hire her. Go to mediacasters.com. You know, there's so many places you can find her. She has her own podcasts out there as well that she's had on there for a while that talk about this as well. Just look her up. I'm sure you're going to be amazed with her and love her as much as I do. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Thank you again. I hope you found some things from our conversation that are going to help you out in your success and just keep doing you. And we love you so much. And we'll see you next time, folks. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.